Hello. Hello. Wow. Oh, he, I saw him press the red button. So. I did. I'm going to turn these overhead lights oh, off. Oh. <laughs> this is cool. This is so <laughs> really like I'm him. so excited. Hello, Rob's podcast. What's the name of your podcast? The Story That Writes Us. Oh, that's good. That's good. So many voices in the studio. Hello, friends. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. After taking a break, we are back with more episodes, and I'm going to kick off this new season of podcasts with an interview I did at our studio at Custer Road United Methodist Church in Plano, Texas. I had a chance to sit down with three young people who are headed off to college. They all got there last week, and if Facebook is to believe, they're settling into their dorms and university life quite well. One of them is even starting classes today. So, in keeping with the theme of this podcast and that we're all storytellers telling our stories in light of the story that writes us, I wanted to talk to these young folks at this really critical time in their lives. It's a time when there's a new chapter beginning, and I wanted to hear the stories of their faith journeys thus far. Here's why. I think we hear an awful lot about young people leaving the church in droves. It was our discipleship pastor. She led a college Sunday school class, and she said to our staff, she said, these kids love being Christians. They love being Methodists, and they love being a part of this church. And I thought, that's, a, that's actually a great story to tell, uh, because like I said, we see people leaving faith and leaving the church in droves, and so I was wondering, what, what happened with these kids then that maybe make them an exception to the rule, or maybe they're not that exceptional, and there are a lot more kids like them? I want to say these aren't cherry-picked kids either. I didn't know their stories. Um, I did ask the discipleship pastor who some some people were, and she gave me about a dozen names. Um, so I picked the three who I could get on my schedule all at the same time. And so they came. And I just asked them, hey, tell me about your faith journey. Uh, what's it look like? What's been important to you? And so I learned an awful lot looking to them. One theme that comes through loud and clear uh, in this is the difference that trips can make. I remember years ago, a ministry leader was retiring, and he was asked, what's one thing in your ministry that you wish you'd have done differently? And he said, I wish I would have done more retreats and conferences. And so for all three of these kids, it was mission trips. It was choir tours and it was retreats that built this faith foundation with their God and also these relational foundations with one another. It has been so important in their spiritual development. And so this might seem kind of like inside baseball. As you listen to it, you might be thinking, well, that's so very specific to your church. But um, but I do think one thing that I learned from this was the importance of retreats. And even for those of us who might not be in a youth group or in college, um, a, a time to get away and to focus on relationships and to focus on our relationship with God can be so important in our lives and so transformational. Anyway, I had a blast talking with these kids. They are so much fun, and they are so much further along in their spiritual journey than I was when I was going off to college. So I hope you enjoy listening to this. I've got three friends in the studio with me um, who have all um, been involved here at our church, Custer Road United Methodist Church in Plano, Texas, as youth, and now they are um, graduates. One is a sophomore, right? Yes. So, Ann Claire, introduce yourself. Um, my name is Ann Claire Weaver. Um, I'm a sophomore at the University of Oklahoma, and um, my major is psychology. And I, I sang in the praise band um, for youth, and so I really love this church. So happy to be here. <laughs> That's awesome. Cameron? Uh, so my name is Cameron Fortenbaugh. I graduated from the Plano ISD Academy High School this year. Uh, I will be going to Texas Tech University in the fall to study mechanical engineering. 
Hannah. Hi. Um, my name is Hannah Wilkins. Um, I will be a freshman at Texas A&M in the fall. Gig'em. <laughs> and um, I will be studying political science as my major, and then I plan on minoring in psychology. So I wanted to just ask you guys, as you're already in college, Anne Claire, and as you guys go off to college too, you guys are believers in Jesus Christ. Tell me about your, maybe, I'm, I'm just going to leave this kind of open-ended here. Talk about your journey to faith and kind of where you are. And Claire? Okay. Um, so I grew up in the Baptist church um, and was very involved. And we had like a little, our version of Gospel Gang, which was Worship Quest. And, um, and Gospel Gang is our children's yes. um, so choir that was, here, for those of you oh. who don't know. <laughs> Sorry. It's a gang for um, the gospel. That's right. It sounds like we got, a gang. So we got a gang problem they here. They did not have a youth ministry like we do. And like our church is very like well known for their youth ministry. And um, the plan had always kind of been to leave that church and find a new church, but it was um, drastically interrupted. When I was 12 years old, my father suffered a massive stroke, and he was in he was got a really bad headache when he was in New York City. And we were so lucky that he ended up coming home when he when he did, um, and he had the stroke at home instead of in New York, and. We always say that the luck was God, that God was really, he always says that God kept him alive. And so after that, that was just really hard, like to go back to church and be like, oh, like here I am, because I blamed God so much. And so for like a very long time, I did not go to church. And then we have family friends, the Taylors, and they were like, just come to Custer Road and just like see how you like it. So we did. And we were Christmas Easter people for the like the longest time. Easter. Something like that. <laughs> Christmas, Easter people or whatever for the longest time. And then the very first day that I that my parents forced me to go to Sunday school, I had this like awful pain in my stomach. And um, they were like, oh, you're just making it up. You don't want to go to church. So I went the whole Sunday school like in massive pain. And then I went up and I like threw up in the church bathroom. And it turned out that my appendix was about to rupture. And so... We went to the hospital, and I still was like, I don't want to go to Custer Road. No, I don't believe in God. And we got home, and they told me that our pastor, Tim Morrison, and our other pastor, Corey Knott, they were on the way to the hospital to come see me. They had no idea who I was, like, at all. And so that was kind of a moment for me, like, oh, wow. Like, these people don't even know me, but they care about me enough to come to the hospital. And so I got baptized here. Um, I was 15. Most people get baptized when they're a baby, but I was 15. And then I became a member here, and it was just God really— I always said that God showed me His love and His heart through the people of Custer Road. And my entire senior sermon was about that, that you really—God is so good that He pours His love onto other people, and those other people pour love upon you. And so, yeah, I've been extremely involved ever since I got involved in the praise band— and um, did choir tours in Crossville, and just I have really seen God through other people, and that's like my big faith journey, is that I've seen God through the people that um, I always say that He, like, poured His love upon the doctors that took care of my dad. He um, made sure that my dad was with his our family when he had his stroke and not by himself because that could have ended so much more differently than it did. And um, I've also seen God a lot through my dad. 
and um, how he never doubted his faith when he had his stroke. Like he never had a phase like my like my other family members and I did. He always said that it was God that kept him alive. And so every time I try and stray, like I accidentally stray away from my faith, I just think of my story. And well, yeah, that's my faith journey. I love I love hearing that. And I didn't know I didn't know any of that about your dad or about you and the appendectomy and all that yeah. stuff. How, <laughs> how wonderful though that yeah. you know it's so important. And I fail at this often, mm-hmm. and it's a lesson I need to keep learning to show up. Yeah, just the the ministry of presence, and 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 I really have failed uh, at this miserably, but I, but I know what a difference it does make. Um, when, when someone's just there. Yeah, and my dad, he's still alive. I don't know if I said that, but he suffers from really bad aphasia. And he's still, like, some of the best conversations that he's had have been at the church, and he's still very involved, which just shows you, like, even if you feel like God has wronged you, he's still working, and he's going to get you over the mountain and make it better. But, yeah. A couple things I want to point out to, to other people listening. Um, our, our youth choirs here are amazing. Uh, they really are, and yeah, um, are. and the church and yeah. the and the tours, the uh, middle yeah. schoolers and the high schoolers do a choir tour that I think like it's little kids unique. can't wait. They're like, I can't wait yeah. till I get to go on that, and it's a unique experience, and um, and it's just it's an incredible, yeah, an incredible part of our of our ministry. And you mentioned Crossville too, and that's gone on for thirty plus years yeah, now, going to a small town. I believe it's life. at oh, 33 years. Urban something. trip has been around ten, 10. years now. This 10 year was a ten year anniversary. So the high schoolers have the option. Crossville is Crossville, Tennessee, where they take uh, the uh, uh, vacation Bible school. Um, to a very impoverished place and live in tents for a week and then put on VBS. And that's gone on mm-hmm. for, for decades. And then there's also an urban trip option now too. So uh, so it's very much faith in action. And maybe, Anne Claire, I'll let these other folks talk, yeah. but maybe if Crossville really changed you, I want to hear uh, maybe more about that. But uh, Cameron or Hannah, where, where are you guys with your faith journey? And uh, Hannah, you go first since okay. you went first. Okay. I'll, okay. So I think for me... I'm not comparing journeys by any means, right. but mine, I was, I've been born and raised in Custer Road. So like mine was a little bit more definitely like brought up here, raised here. This is where I've always gone. I was baptized. I think for me, overall, my like relationship with God when I was younger was definitely just the standard like parents take you to church, you go to church. It's just something you do. You don't really have like, at least for me, I never really felt that like God, like connection, like a relationship until later on in my life. And when I really became a part of the youth program, like youth is when it really kind of for me and yeah. And for other people too, like when you're going on these trips, when you're, when you're actually having these deeper conversations with people your age, like that's when it, and then also a lot of times that's when your personal growth and like your mental health and stuff tends to be a little bit more, it it causes more problems kind of in your teen years than it does when you're like five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of when my faith was challenged and it grew. So like as a youth member, I, like when I was in middle school, you know, I would say I was just kind of building a relationship with God, like going on these trips, like you kind of walk away like, wow, like, I've had the occasional moment here or there where it kind of just like hits me that, you know, God loves me. But then I've also had just, you know, anybody, you know, the whole thing with faith is, you know, you don't always know all the answers. And and that's what makes it faith versus just like knowing. Mm -hmm. Something that I'll I'll say really quick that 
helped me recently was I was on choir tour this past year, my senior year, um, and Tim had a, a good devotion that really, Tim is our choir director, and he kind of just talked about like, some people, you know, something that I struggled with myself too is I felt like I didn't have a lot of those moments, those, oh wow, like God showed me a sign or, uh, you know, and you just kind of feel like, is God really there if I'm not seeing or hearing him yeah. cons- consistently? Like I've got, right. the more amount of time that happens since that event, the more likely your brain is going to twist it into like, oh, I was just making that up or, oh, like if it hasn't happened to you in five years, unless it's like a solid, like really like I know this was God, like there's going to be a little part of you that was like, did I make that up? You know? And so anyways, Tim said he was like, you can't grow a real, like God doesn't want our relationships to be off of him showing a sign. That's not real faith. And that's not real. That's not you. Right. That's not you going and deciding that you believe in God. That's the easy way out is just basing your whole relationship with him off of those moments. Mm -hmm. So that helped me being like, maybe, you know, you don't need those moments. So it's good to have them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and they're fun. They're, 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 they're great. But I don't know, like, that just kind of helped me be like, when I'm kind of in a darker place in my life, when, you know, freshman year for me was like super hard. And so kind of in those moments, I didn't really hear God or, and that kind of helped, that devotion, devotion kind of helped me like, well, it wasn't that God wasn't there. It was just, that was kind of a time for me to really like, figured out myself he didn't want to give me the easy way out which i respect so i think i think that there's so much maturity in that answer and we can do a disservice sometimes we have people share a testimony and people think oh that's what it must look like to come to know christ or or whatever it is because someone's got some great dramatic conversion story but that's not true for everybody and sometimes faith is a choice and uh and that's what it was for me too um i was 16 years old when i really made that choice and i said I'm I'm going to make a choice to place my faith in Christ. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a blind faith. Um, I feel like it had some things to back it, but I also didn't have all the answers, and I, right. and I still don't. Right. Um, there were still some things that, that confused will, me. You know? yeah. yeah, but I was we like, you know what? I'm going to make this choice, though, to place my trust in, in this. And, uh, you know, we can have emotional highs and different kinds of experiences that are fantastic, uh, but those fade, and ultimately our faith is, is rooted in, in a trust. Cameron, what's kind of tell me your spiritual story? He and, had on notes. Where you're at? Oh my <laughs> I was I was going back and reading something from Choir Tour because I thought of something in what Hannah said. But uh, essentially, mine is my, my entire faith story is similar to Hannah's. I mean, baptized in the church, raised in the church. I mean, I lived across the street from the church, kind of a thing. So it's like the tornado plan was if the church is open, then just walk to the church and go to the basement. <laughs> if I'm being honest, right? Um, but you know, I, I for me personally, I feel like. Uh, you know, I've grown up in Boy Scouts. I got my Eagle Scout award, and then uh, I've yeah. kind of yeah. And then uh, I, I believe, for me personally, God put me on this earth to uh, serve other people mm-hmm. uh, more than that. to serve myself. Uh, you know, I, I wrote it in my senior devotion for choir tour that I remembered, uh, and it's one of those where it's like I said, I believe God put me on this earth in order to be a rock for those around me, to be a beacon of light and hope, to be a man who's trustworthy and who can help carry the burden of others. Uh, to do the background tasks that others other lives are smooth and not have to carry as much of a load. 
And uh, the reason why, like, I think that and, like, why God put me here for that is just because, you know, uh, I believe every skill that I have, like, while I've learned how to, you know, achieve that goal or to overcome a task which is put in front of me, I believe that, you know, God has given me the, I say smarts in the most, you know, humble way possible, but it's like he gave me the smarts of, like, being able to figure out a problem really quickly and being able for multiple people to kind of trust me in order to, for multiple situations. Yeah, you have an engineering and mind and, and that's yeah. a gift. It, it is. Yeah. And it can be used yeah. in service to yeah, God's I kingdom for that. sure. It's one of your spiritual gifts. Yeah. So, I mean, when I, and you know, I, I serve all the time. I mean, no matter what the task is, if I, if I overhear something kind of small, I'll go do it kind of a thing like that. It's, it's one of those where it's like, in my mind, it's one of those where it's like, you know, I need to be a, you're a helper. I need yeah. to be a helper to other people, but at the same time, I need to be a leader at the same and time. He's always been like this. I grew up with Cameron. I went to elementary school with him, and that's just that was so sweet. Like yeah. I was like, but yeah, no, that's he's always been like this, and that's one of the wonderful things is the consistency that I've seen through Cameron, but also the growth. My my God moments are most found outdoors. Uh, like in any situation, if you ask either Hannah or Anne Claire, anytime we're outside in a forest, it's either. Uh, where is Cameron or what is Cameron (laughs) what is Cameron doing how far away how did we lose him Um, how long has Cameron been gone or sometimes we just don't worry about him he's fine fine. he has survival skills he's a boy scout this is kind of how you're you're wired personality wise how does this how is this an expression of your of your faith would you say um to me, when people ask me what my drive is I said my drive is to serve other people one one parable that really sticks out to me is the Good Samaritan story. Um, that's one of them. And I mean, you know, if you think of service, that's probably one of the ones that immediately pops in your mind kind of a thing. Um, but I mean, I, I, I interpret some other verses as well. Um, like I think it's either Psalms 119, 105 or 106, uh, which is thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, which I believe is something that um, I, I kind of put forward in front of me. Like no matter what challenge is going to be there, no matter what hurdle is in my way that you know god's always going to be there knowing what's going to happen and then as well as jeremiah 29 11 which is uh i know the plans i have for you i have a bracelet that i wear that's uh that verse so i read that every time that i'm doing anything like that yeah. um one of the questions i was going to ask and you've already beat me to the punch is um what's yes. what's the role of the community of people you've grown up with oh. in your in your spiritual lives and uh, this church in particular, um, and My you guys. My entire senior sermon was literally about that. So. Oh yeah, I also <laughs> forgot to mention I go on the urban mission trip. For anyone who's wondering, uh, Hannah and I are Crossville. Well, <laughs> Hannah went on urban one year. Yeah, I've team Crossville or team urban. All right. I'm, oh no no no! Don't make teams. No, don't make teams. They're both great. It's great that there's a variety because some people do not want to camp. Like they're not tenting people, or don't want to be with little kids kids. and there are some people that really like serving like in homeless shelters I knew that I wanted to go on Crossville and like that trip changed my life and like Cameron said he had a verse that like has been like consistent through his faith journey mine is Romans 831 if God is for us who can be against us because God was like for all those people that were working in my life and my dad's life and um I just always had to remind myself like no one's against me and it's really hard like going to Crossville and seeing like all of these kids that um, mm-hmm. are like less fortunate and they don't have a lot and it's very rewarding though to see like how you can make a difference through their lives and see the smiles on their faces. I remember singing with this one little girl. I was like, "So what's your favorite song?" and she was like, "Jesus loves me." And I was like, "Do you want to sing it?" And so we sang it together. And she knew all the words. Like I was I was even stumbling on some of my words, but she she knew exactly like 
the song and they give we give them backpacks and we give um we have books and um shoes that we give them and it is just like and then the last day camp comes around and everybody's crying because <laughs> no one wants like it is it's only four days I'm pretty sure it's um, four it's four days of like the actual VBS camp but those four days like I that like honestly changed my life like I would not be the same person I am it has taught me that I am so fortunate not only in my faith but my um my life and some of these kids like like when we come when we didn't go um the year of COVID it was like it was devastating and not even more for us for the kids and we came back my senior year and everybody was like oh my goodness like we missed you guys so much and it was just I honestly cannot say that a lot of things have changed my life but that trip has changed my life. Yeah, I would say, like, the trips, you know, Crossville or Urban, like, those trips, you know, you're going with a community of people. Mm-hmm. And and when you're going on a trip like that and your goal, the goal and the point of that trip is to serve others. Um, and, like, for me, when I believe that God is working through other people, it's kind of like that's, like, I, I see God through us like I don't want to say no, myself I, I because this is Christmas I, for them this well is it's it's yeah. Christmas for yeah. them but also like for me like my job is to serve them my job is to love them respect mm-hmm. them like even if they're not always showing that back to me that's because there are so many other things going on in their lives and so my job is to serve them and to be the light of Christ for them. The hands and feet of God. Yeah. I love I love that so, so much. Like I really feel like these mission trips and these choir tours, like we are the hands and feet of God and making a difference. So, so I will say this, hearing hearing you all talk about these these trips and my two kids just got back from their choir tour too and they've done the mission just trips. Beautiful. And it's just it's just fantastic. I will never forget these lives. trips. Like I will be eighty years old telling my grandkids about these trips. Yeah, there's there's a lot of memories that come from these trips where it's like Happy, sad, yeah, it's, serious, it's, it's funny. Like, it, I met some of the best people I will ever meet in my life hmm. in this youth program and on these trips. And yep. there is nobody, I'm telling you, there is nobody like Reverend Tim Morrison and John Cravens and Kelly Rosemary Young. Yeah. I'm going to add to that and say, as long as, along with those people, I mean, it just, the entire Custodian Methodist Church family as in general yeah. Um, community yeah the community uh, you know all tying it back in if i, uh, if I, if I listed all of the <laughs> we, names of people yeah to, if we, if we, you know it's like the amount of people that i know and the connections that i have now because right. of this church the amount of people that we now have connections to for yeah. you know uh letters of recommendation yeah you know, i right? had a really hard first semester of college like hmm. very hard and i texted like basically all three of the people that I just listed. Yeah. Like I did not have a senior year if like, I'm like, right. I did, but I didn't. Cause of COVID. Yeah. yeah. And, um, they told me they were like, Inkler, you just have to, you have to stay. But through all of it, like they, they loved me like through anything. And that's just the really beautiful thing about people and followers of God is that, um, we like, we learn to like, just love each other. Like what's the verse? It's like, John um, fourteen twelve or something. I can't remember. It's like um, don't love me. I don't know. I don't know. By this, <laughs> like, all men it's, will know well, that it's like love each other as I have loved you. Yeah. And I definitely got that verse wrong, but that yeah. is the correct verse. <laughs> so yeah. To build off of Anne Claire's thing, um, in talking about Custer Methodist Church and just kind of the whole spiritual thing in general, it's one of those where she said, you know, 
she had a hard time in her senior year in her first year of college kind of a yep. thing. And I mean, you know, for me personally, I've, I've had a lot gone kind of the, my senior year, just some different stuff happened, but it's one of those where it's like, um, aside from, you know, the church always being there and stuff like that. It's one of those where it's like, you know, every Sunday when I walk in to do something, it's like, you know, none of that matters and it, stuff it like that. It literally feels like and home. Any Sunday I can walk in and it's like, you know, I could run into anyone and who I may not know their name and they might know my name. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's going to be it's a Sunday. You're right. Loved. It's great. It's a reset yeah. right. for the entire week. Yeah. And I like can confidently say, like, I would not like be the person I am today without like the trips that we went on in the summer of 2021. Like I wrote a whole blog about it. Like it's just there was something so rewarding and like spiritual about coming out of like the COVID year trips where we didn't get to go anywhere. It was like, I think John Craven said it best. He was like that year of Crossville or that year of whatever, like it was just different, but it was a good different because I mean, everybody went through like a hardship during COVID. It's just was when we walked back that very first night of um, worship, like it was outdoor worship, but it was like, like the gates, like it literally felt like the gates of heaven. Mm. Like, and I will, I, of course, I don't know what that feels like, but it felt like everything was like just magically, like spiritually, like falling back into place. And that was really cool. So I'll pause the interview here and I'll just say that there is a whole lot more that we talked about a lot. You've just heard the first little snippet. I wanted you to be encouraged uh, by their stories and by their faith journey. We, we ended up talking for at least another hour. Um, we talked about politics and social justice. We talked about some of the challenges of being a Christian on a campus that may make a whole lot of assumptions about someone just when they hear that you're a Christian. And I will say that among these young people, there is a range of political and social beliefs that range from the very progressive to the very conservative. And even though there was disagreement, there was so much respect and love that they modeled in those conversations. I really wish I had time to share the full conversation with you. I do want to share kind of how our conversation wrapped up, though, and it was really talking about the importance for them of continuing to grow in their faith in college. So um, I want you to listen in on the final part of our conversation. So I got I got involved in a campus ministry uh, while also visiting uh, the Wesley Foundation too of the Methodist Church. Yeah. I was involved in my, my freshman year. We have one of those. Yeah, but there's but there's so many a Wesleyan good, Foundation. A Wesley Foundation, yeah, yeah, yeah which we is have the, one of those. Which is the uh, the the campus ministry for the Methodist Church. But there are some other non denominational organizations too that that I got real involved in. I'm so glad I did. I feel like it enriched me um, spiritually being involved in that. But that would be my prayer for you guys. Um, I think for me, my faith really became my own so much in college because nobody was forcing me to do anything, right? It's like yeah. the choices were mine where I wanted to be involved. And it was too tempting to sleep in on Sunday mornings. I'm glad I had a group that yeah. met on Thursday nights. So. Yeah. I've heard uh, 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 college churches try to do the timing a little differently. It's yeah. They don't really do the later. Sunday morning. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I would just encourage you guys to, to find a community and find a place to, to yeah. grow and be surrounded, um, but not to be insular in that community too. There are going to be so many opportunities to find things that you enjoy and to be involved with, but to find those people who help you grow and be rooted in your faith um, is going to be, is going to be so important. And whether that's, um, and I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. It doesn't have to be United Methodist. Um, as long as you know, Hey, this is a chance to learn. And yeah. I came to respect some other denominations that I am not. I came back and said, no, I'm going to stay United Methodist. Uh, but I understand them better. I understand where they come from. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And that's been a really helpful learning experience for me uh, to embrace that. 
Yeah. And I will say, I cannot sit here and say like, oh, I lived my faith to the fullest, like church wise, my freshman yeah. year. Like I will say I slept in, <laughs> but, wow, but I'm if not, but listen, but Jane. if not, <laughs> I did not find a church that I really loved my freshman year and I'm going to my sophomore year, but I watched Custer Road live services. Did you really? I did. CIUMC.org forward slash I did. If I, cause I wanted, <laughs> I wanted that. Like I still wanted, I didn't want to like not go to church. So if I like was in my bed and I turned on Custer Road live or whatever, because, but yeah, I think that that's great advice. Like I think I needed to hear that, that it doesn't have to be Methodist. I want it to be, but that doesn't mean that it has to be. Well, and, your and you friends. don't have to stay there for, like you can, you, if you just want to keep a good relation, a good, yeah. st- you know, keep that faith going. Yeah. Even Custer if it's just still your e- home. Well, even if it's just like the mega church event that all the people go to, yeah. you're still getting a little bit of worship. You're still getting a little bit of God. You get yeah. a little bit and of And then Jesus. you can, once you, after college, you know, if you find out where you're living, where you want to settle down, then you hunt for a Methodist church in your area. For me, it felt like a homecoming. Like I said, when I walked into that into that church uh, when I was right out of college, it, yeah. I just, I, I hadn't planned on making a second, you know, I'm like, I'll just try this out because I feel like I should. And I walked in, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm home. The familiarity yeah. of even just this, the, the hymns and the structure. This I was yeah. just like, this feels right to me. I cried yeah. the first time coming back to Custer Road when I walked through the doors. I saw Tim Morrison and I just cried. And he was like, and Claire, you're home. Oh. oh gosh, I'm gonna, it was just, it's so surreal. Like I'm literally cannot say like how much this church like changed my life for the better. And I'm just so thankful. So, mm-hmm. Oh, that's great to hear. Well, you guys, uh, I appreciate you taking some time today to thank you for talk about us. your thank you faith, so much. faith journeys. <laughs> and I'm proud Cut out of anything you want. <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of you guys when we've come and your faith journey is only going to continue. There might be some, you know, pins you put in your, in your map, but there's a lot of growth and I'm excited for you guys. Uh, the college years for me were so incredible and so foundational for my faith for the rest of my life. Let me, let me close this in prayer. And, um, but that's my, that's my prayer for you. Jesus, thank you for these friends. And I've loved this time for us to talk. And, um, and I want to pray for them, for Anne Claire, she returns to college and then for Hannah and Cameron as they go off, uh, to their, uh, freshman adventures. And thank you, Lord, for the ways that you've used this church here. Community is so important. And thank you that this church is part of their story. And we're so glad. Jesus, um, my prayer for them is that they will um, find a community of believers who will help ground them in their faith, and it'll be a faith that lasts a lifetime. So thank you, Jesus, that you are unchanging, that you said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And that is a great hope that we have. So thank you for these young people and for their faith. And I pray that there'll be a light in the world. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you so much. This was awesome. This This was was great. You guys are the best. Okay, that was a blast to do, and I'm so grateful to Cameron and to Hannah and to Ann Claire for spending some time with me. And I've got so many more good episodes coming up next week, just in time for football season's kickoff. I'm going to be talking about sports, or more specifically, sports stories and why they matter to us. And some of the people I interview in this, oh my gosh, they have so much good stuff to say. I'm, I'm so excited about next week's episode. So even if you don't like sports, I think you're going to like what these people have to say about it. So... Hope to see you next week. The Story That Writes Us is part of the discipleship ministries at Custer Road United Methodist Church in Plano, Texas. And if you enjoy this, could you share it? Maybe tell your friends about it or post about it, whatever. But let them know and send them to thestorythatwritesus.com. Thanks. Thanks.